0: In 2015, about 25,000 Canadians were diagnosed with colorectal cancer. An estimated 9,300 will die from the disease. The incidence and mortality of colorectal cancer are low until middle age and then rise rapidly. Most colorectal cancers arise from polyps that develop slowly and sometimes transform into cancers. This is the rationale for colorectal cancer screening programs. I'm Dr. Diane Kelsall, Deputy Editor for CMAJ, and today I'm speaking with one of the authors of the 2016 Colorectal Cancer Screening Guideline published in the CMAJ. Dr. Maria Backus is an internist at Foothills Hospital in Calgary and is also an Associate Professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Calgary. Dr. Backus is speaking on behalf of the Canadian Task Force on Preventive Care team of experts who authored the guideline. Dr. Backus, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Thank you. It's a pleasure to be given the opportunity. Well, first of all, who is this guideline intended for, and why did the task force decide to do the guideline at this time? I'd like to first put colorectal
1: cancer into context for Canadians. In Canada, it's the second most common cause of cancer mortality in men, and the third most common in women, with a lifetime probability of dying from this disease of 3.5% and 3.1% respectively. So it's an important topic for Canadians, and evidence from the literature tells us that screening is effective in decreasing mortality from colorectal cancer. So these guidelines are aimed at primary care practitioners to provide guidance on different screening tests, screening intervals, and the recommended ages to start and stop screening Asymptomatic adults age 50 and older who are not at high risk for colorectal cancer. But who are high-risk patients and therefore excluded from these guidelines? Well, high risk are those with previous history of colorectal cancer or adenomatous polyps, inflammatory bowel disease, a family history of colorectal cancer in a first-degree relative, those with hereditary syndromes predisposing to colorectal cancer, and those who are symptomatic, such as having blood in the stool. With respect to why the need for the guidelines now, our last guidelines were in 2001. And since that time, there have been significant changes in technology and practice. And the task force therefore looked at the evidence and based on this data, updated the guidelines to provide recommendations to physicians and patients.
0: So basically what you're saying is obviously there's new evidence that's come out that's going to inform this but there is a group of people at least who this guideline does not apply to and that's the people at high risk that you mentioned or people who are symptomatic. So these screening guidelines should not be applied to those. That's correct. Okay, well then let's start with a group. Let's start with adults aged 60 to 74, so older adults. Can you tell us a bit about whether the task force recommends screening in this group and how often? We do recommend
1: screening for asymptomatic adults aged 60 to 74, and we recommend screening every two years using fecal to call blood testing or every 10 years using flexible sigmoidoscopy. With respect to the uh, fecal to blood testing, which we refer to as FOBT, you can either use guaiac fecal to blood testing or fecal immunochemical testing, which is FIT. And these test a stool sample for blood that can't be seen with the naked eye. And the other is flexible sigmoidoscopy, which is a long, flexible tube with a camera attached, which is inserted into the anus, rectum, and lower colon to look for polyps. Now, note that we don't prioritize one method over the other. However, from a practical viewpoint, fecal call blood testing is the most convenient, readily available, and uses the least resources and will likely be the preferred option in most situations. A flexible stigmatoscopy is an option in specific circumstances based on patient preferences and values, such as those averse to stool testing and those who prefer less frequent testing. And it's important to note that not all centers have flexible sigmoidoscopy screening.
0: Now, do patients actually prefer flexible sigmoidoscopy, or do most patients prefer um, the fecal testing? Well, there are
1: surveys, and there's a survey about screening test preferences, and it indicated that invasiveness, level of preparation required, and pain from the test was an issue, suggesting that some people may prefer fecal to occult blood testing over flexible sigmoidoscopy. And when patients have the options of screening tests, the sedation needs, perceived test accuracy, confidence in completing the test, bowel preparation, and the frequency of tests, of factors that may influence the decisions. So it really depends on the patient's values and preferences, but we expect that most Canadians will be
0: screened using fecal to call blood testing. Some centres are doing colonoscopy. Should people be using this as a, as a primary screening test? It seems to sort of cover more of the colon. Well, the task force looked at the available evidence and
1: found that there was no direct evidence from high-quality randomized controlled trials to show that screening with colonoscopy decreases colorectal cancer mortality, and there are four studies underway to address this question. Once available, the task force will readdress and review how colonoscopy compares with other screening tests. So at the present time, the task force does not recommend colonoscopy as a primary screening test.
0: Now, we've talked about adults aged 60 to 74. What about younger adults, those in their 50s?
1: Well, there is evidence to suggest that screening adults age 50 to 59 with fecal to blood testing or flexible sigmoidoscopy reduces the incidence of colorectal cancer mortality and late-stage colorectal cancer. So the task force does recommend screening, But the difference between the 60 to 74 and the 50 to 59 is the strength of our recommendation. So for those 60 to 74, we have a strong recommendation for screening. And for those 50 to 59, it is a weaker recommendation. And to understand the rationale, it's important to note that the incidence of colorectal cancer increases with age. They're low until middle age and rise rapidly thereafter. It's therefore more common in those aged 60 to 74 and less common in those 50 to 59. So although the relative benefits of screening appear similar for those aged 50 to 59 and those 60 to 74, the absolute benefits of screening are smaller for the younger demographics due to the lower incidence of colorectal cancer. So we therefore give screening for those 50 to 59 a week recommendation, as compared to a strong recommendation for people aged 60 to 74. But overall, we still do recommend screening for those aged 50 to 59. And a discussion with patient with their family physician on their values, preferences, and comorbidities will help influence that decision.
0: So just for clinicians in practice then, how should they interpret the difference between a weak recommendation and a strong recommendation sort of practically?
1: For patients, a weak recommendation means that the most individuals in the situations would want the suggested course of action, in this case screening for colorectal cancer, but many would not based on their values and preferences. Therefore, as clinicians, for patients between the age of 50 to 59, they should recognize that different choices will be appropriate for individual patients and help patients make management decisions consistent with their values and preferences.
0: Now, how would that be different, though, with a strong recommendation? Wouldn't we do that anyway?
1: Yes. uh, A strong recommendation implies that most would want the recommended course of action, and only a small proportion would not. And so for clinicians, most individuals should receive the intervention.
0: So in a way, it represents the strength of the evidence and sort of what we would normally expect people to do.
1: That's correct. The strength of the recommendation are really based on four factors. One is the quality of the supporting evidence. The second is the certainty about the balance between the desirable and undesirable effects. And the certainty and variability in values and preferences of individuals is the third factor. And lastly is the certainty about whether the intervention represents a wise use of resources. Those four factors all come into play when we look at strong versus weak recommendations.
0: Now, you recommend not screening individuals over the age of 75. Why is that?
1: Now, this is based on the ages included in the randomized controlled trials identified in the systematic review, as well as the reduced life expectancy in older age groups. Although none of these RCTs showed improvement in colorectal cancer, mortality or morbidity for adults over the age of 74 years Existing trials are underpowered to detect a clinically important difference in this population. It's therefore a weak recommendation based on low-quality evidence. And so again, a nuanced discussion with patients regarding their values and preferences is important. So going back to what we talked about with incidence, given that the incidence rises with age, adults over the age of 74 who do not have illnesses who would affect the quality of life or their lifespan, and maybe less concerned with the lack of trials showing benefit or the potential harms and screening, it would be a reasonable option for those individuals to undergo screening if they request it.
0: Now, that's interesting because what implications do you think that these recommendations should have on screening programs that exist in Canada? You know, sometimes in screening programs, there are very defined age limits. Mm -hmm. I mean, how should a screening program handle a patient of 78 who's otherwise healthy who wants screening?
1: That's an important question. You're correct that if you look at the uh, provincial and territorial agencies, there are guidelines for screening are between the ages of 50 to 74, which is consistent with our uh, recommendations for screening. But you are correct in saying that our recommendation for those over the age of 75, it's a weak recommendation against. So I think it's important then to consider the patient's values and preferences in addition to their comorbidity and expected lifespan. So I think you would have to entertain patients who are over the age of 75. You should consider them for screening. If they are otherwise fit and healthy, it would be an, a reasonable request. Now, unfortunately, there's no literature to guide us here, and that's why it's a weak recommendation. And so those factors that we discussed, values and preferences, the balance between desirable and undesirable effects are reasonable. And in the end, screening with fecal-to-cold blood test is a relatively easily accessible test. At the end of the day, though, from these guidelines, we really want patients over the age of 50 to start thinking about screening for colorectal cancer. We know that screening decreases mortality, and so having that discussion with your family physician would be extremely important.
0: Now, are there any resources available to help physicians in having these kind of discussions? Yes, we have uh, developed knowledge translation
1: tools for physicians, which summarizes the recommendations by age group with suggested screening tests and intervals. And this is available on our website with a link provided in our CMAJ publication. And with the release of the guidelines, we expect the vast majority of Canadians between the ages of 50 to 74 to be screened for colorectal cancer. You know, the evidence tells us that screening is effective. And by detecting colon cancer earlier through screening, we can decrease mortality.
0: Dr. Backus, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about the guidelines.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: I've been speaking with Dr. Maria Backus, an internist at Foothills Hospital in Calgary and also an associate professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Calgary. To read the full guideline on screening for colorectal cancer, visit cmaj.ca.